you, you think, uh, would you ever want to reconcile with your father? Yeah, where you at? Come yeah. pull up. <laughs> I ain't got no beef with you. When's the last time you seen him? Since four. Four. Damn. I talked to him when I turned 12. He called me on my birthday like, I'm going to see you. Ooh. I stay up to like 6 in the morning. You know how that go. Mm-hmm. Never heard back. Then I hear from him about when I turned like 22. Now we on a little bit. And then last time I talked to him in 2016, and I was like, every time I talked to him, offering, I was like, I ain't never been a kid that's been like, I always been a kid like, nah, why the nigga don't, why he don't, why he don't, why he don't like me? Why he ain't rocking with me? Mm-hmm. He tripping. I'm rich. I'm trying to give him the money. Every time I talk to him, I'm like, hey, you ain't, you on a pay phone? Man, listen, man, I'm about to send you 20000 Where you at? I want to fly jet to you right now. I'll come get you. He like, son, all right, I'm going to, um, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, he, he might say something like, um, I'm on their payphone, so when I get to the house, I'm going to call you. And then I never get a call. And then I call his mama, my grandma, Deborah. I call her like, hey. Um, and she'll tell me she ain't seen them. So I think he got something else going on. I, and, and Is he on drugs? I love him. Or you don't, you don't really know? I know he on drugs for sure. Then he been shot. He's still in the streets. Like, this recently, like, mm. like shot in the stomach. He had in a car crash in the 18. We look, broke his hip, got his hip replaced. It's just a lot of, and, and I, I don't know what happened, but I love, I love him though. This podcast has been brought to you by a four-eyed production. And now let's start the show. Okay, we black like we never live, like we never live. Yeah, we black like we never live, like we never live. Okay, we black like we never live, like we never live. Yeah, we black like we never live, like we never live. Hey, cut the mic on, fist up right on, man. You have no idea. Looking for that inspiration, man. We have that right here. Yeah, we got that good word, just that culture shock for your ear. Here with Courtney B, your girl named Tiffany. We making history. Your favorite podcast is on the Turn this up, conversations about the culture that I bet that you love Just two beautiful black women pushing one black ass goal It's the culture shop, I cast it's about that time, now let's go Okay, we black, like we never live, like we never live Yeah, we black, like we never live, like we never live Okay, we black, like we never live, like we never live Yeah, we black, like we never live, like we never live Hey now, is this thing on? Tap, tap Happy Women's History Month. Happy Women's History Month up in this place. I know. Hey, y'all. I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. And this is episode 53 of the Culture Shock Podcast. It's International Women's Day coming up on March the 8th. Do you have any plans? No, girl. Me neither. We just celebrating (laughs) being amazing women, amazing black women all day, every day, right? I think I'm celebrating the whole month. Yeah. Just the whole month. You know what? I think I think we just it's it's our month. Right. We should just take advantage of it and just focus on how awesome we are as women. I mean, we do that all the time, but really this month, you know, not just the day, the International Women's Day, but it is our month. It's Women's History Month. So That's right. we should celebrate our awesomeness. I think we should for the next thirty one days. I agree with you. And I think <laughs> that we should go so far as to do that right here on the show as well. Yes, we all should. Right. It's a it's a date then. Every week, um, we're gonna be talking about women. Boom, we decided. I think we talk about women anyway, like every week. I mean, we're we really, really, really talking about women yes. and how amazing we are and the impact that we have on culture. All the cultures. All the not just black culture, but all the cultures. 
and the how vultures. The, I was guaranteed to say something. Get out of my head. The vultures, because they out there, honey, ready. Okay. Waiting at all times to get some scraps. Flustering, flustering us. I don't even know if you're supposed to say it that way. Pilfering and pillaging. Child, don't make me mad. I'm just telling you that's what they do. They steal everything. That is exactly what Home happens. Cornrows and baby hairs. Watch yourself. You done seen them steal baby hairs? Yeah. Yeah, I don't talk about them, but they be stealing them. With the, with, I mean, do they do it with the brush? Like the uh, the toothbrush like we used to do back in the day? I seen them, yes. Well, this was on Wendy Williams. It was a clip where this, you know, <laughs> girl oh, was going to tell Wendy, tell me, I'm going to show you a trick. Wendy looked at her like, Girl, that's not no trick. Right. Like, we've been about? doing this. Been there. She said, let me show you how to do it. Tell me I'm going to show you a little trick. You know what? Girl, if you don't... If you don't back I just up, can't even begin to explain how accurate that is, how relatable that is in everyday life. Let I'm me sure. let me show you how to do what I stole from you in the first place. That's like um, something that my friend Ebony talks about all the time is like with hair braiding about how now you have to be licensed to braid hair but first of all who who is gonna license me to do something that we started right. how, how are you gonna tell me that i'm doing it correctly right how are you gonna teach me how to braid somebody's hair regulating what we've been doing what are you talking about shout out to ebony janice okay. yes shout out to ebony janice she is bomb she yo. is I, I hate that she's leaving us she's moving to, well she's not really leaving us but right. she's moving to new york to pursue her Aspirations, and I feel like that is the best place for her. So, truly, we'll have to go visit. Absolutely, um, get the place ready. Um, <laughs> I'll bring my own pillow. <laughs> so, anyway, how was your weekend? What were you doing? I didn't get a chance to see you, girl. Listen, I've been on a mental break, a social, social media, media hiatus. hiatus. Yes, life organizing. It's quest necessary financial budgeting quest i'm just out here trying to get my life together so i have been m.i.a and when i tell you i am da, 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 i'm loving it <laughs> girl i'm gonna tell you i'm like oh this is what life was like before i was incessantly scrolling all day yeah I mean, it, you can scroll for 45 minutes and not even realize that you lost that much time. That, like, it was one day last week where I got, I sat down at my computer mm-hmm. and finished an eight hours day of work mm-hmm. in three hours because I wasn't on my phone scrolling. And I'm just like, Girl, that's a you blessing. mean to tell me that I could have been doing this every single day? That's crazy. And I'm talking about my job that pays me right. for eight hours and in three hours I was done that's nuts mm-hmm. girl so that means that playtime got to be over so um one thing that I have um gotten back to and I feel like it is it's just been a blast so if for for those people that are listening to this um that were close with me more so especially when I got into nursing school they knew that I was like a calendar girl. Like I always had a calendar yeah. and I always like decorated it and had like stickers and notes and that type of thing. And it really kept me, it really kept me focused and it allowed me to be creative. It allowed me to write. I love to write and doodle and just, you know, experiment with colors and markers and, and pens and that type of thing. So I had gotten away from it 
for years and I started to pick it back up a couple of years ago but I just don't really think I was in the right headspace to really make the time to like get my life in order but now that I have some <laughs> spare time since I'm not scrolling right. I have recently started revisiting like the planner community mm -hmm. and it's just funny because I was like I mean I was in a planner community before it was a thing like yeah. it was just something that we did so I have just been like immersed with like getting my journals together, getting, I have a budget planner now. I have a business planner now. I have like a notebook system. So I've just been enjoying, I've been having fun. That actually sounds really therapeutic. It is so Along the same lines of like, you know how they do the adult coloring? Yes. Like similar. It is so therapeutic. Um, because if, I mean, you probably feel this way. Like if you're a creative person, number one, you have a thousand thoughts going through your head all day, every day. You probably have like 10 million notebooks just half filled with this and that. And yes. so what I'm trying to do is just get everything centralized and organized. Mm -hmm. So that way, you know, if we need to discuss podcast stuff, if I need to grab something for black, just Pride, grab it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, and then another, um, another good idea that I came across was the, um, million dollar idea, 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 I can't talk million dollar idea notebook. So basically it's like where you may have an idea about something or a business you want to start. And it's kind of like a brain dump, but you keep all of these ideas in one notebook. That's a good idea. And so you never know, like five years from now, your million dollar idea could be in that notebook. Girl, I might adopt so, that million dollar idea. Yeah. Okay. So I've just been really like doing some introspection. Okay. Courtney be introspective. Courtney B M I M I M I A. Yes, and it has been lovely. What about yourself? What have you been up to this past week? So this is one of those weeks, just going back to you guys know how I usually operate. Um, recently, I've kind of been able to compartmentalize and also remember to tell you guys everything that I did. And this past week has just been one of those, girl, I don't know. What you <laughs> so, mean you don't know? Like, I know the CIAA came, um, and then I was extremely busy, like, with my full-time job and everything. Friday came. I did have an opportunity to attend the Winston-Salem State University Rise and Shine Coffee Talk with the um, chancellor. And, of course, several other people spoke. Um, I was really inspired by the students there. And then later on that evening, I went back for WSSU Sweet Life, um, all held at the Marriott. We always have certain areas at the Marriott uptown in uptown Charlotte and so I was able to go and hang out and then you know just kind of talk about the university and and like where we're going and then much like yourself spent the rest of the weekend adulting um mm -hmm. so I wanted to go and hang out at day parties and stuff like that that I signed up for but my car needed some work got that done and have just really been planning. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it on the show before, but I'm going to be a 40 under 40 honoree mm -hmm. with our university this year. Very excited about that. The banquet is in April. And so we've just been trying to um, fundraise for scholarship dollars, really pushing that last minute effort. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, I've been doing it since before Christmas got here, but we're coming down to the wire. And so just trying to get those last minute scholarship dollars in there to try to reach my goal. And um, well, let the people know what your goal is. So the goal was actually is actually four thousand um, dollars. You'll have to forgive me because I don't know the exact number. I think I'm at twenty six hundred oh, right good. now. So I've done extremely well. Actually, we as a community have done extremely well. And um, 
the link is actually for those of you who follow me on social media on my Instagram. My link is in my bio. But if you do not, you can always text the word RAM with the number three to 71777 and still donate. And um, I think we might have like a week or two left on on those efforts. But I'm fully believing that I'm going to reach the $4,000 goal and that we're going to um, be able to give a huge check to the university when April the 13th comes, which is my birthday weekend. So if you guys are thinking about giving um, in lieu of gifts or like hanging out this year, that's what I've asked for. Oh, good. Super excited about that. And I'll keep you guys posted. Yeah, girl, you better be promoting yourself. Yeah. It's free promotion. Some people who, I mean, they kind of like you a little bit. They do like me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> they would keep coming back to the show. <laughs> You know what I mean? So they might yeah. give me some scholarship dollars. I'm very, I'm very, very proud to be an honoree. This is a huge deal um, to receive this award from the university. So other than that, just preparing for this week, preparing for the rest of March, preparing for April, really preparing for my summer, getting ready to um, start slimming down. Mm-hmm. I need some accountability partners. B, I'm looking at you. Uh, don't dart your eyes from side to side. I'm looking at you. Oh, my gosh. Um, Gotta get it together. Definitely going to go hard in the month of March and just see how much damage I can do before the 40 under 40 um, banquet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so girl, I'm going to be looking, be looking fine. Looking, yeah, you got to be looking safe. I mean, I'm okay. fine, but... You can't come um, up in there. Yeah. You can't come in and get rolled around now. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, what's her name from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Yes, yeah. you, you can't be in there getting pushed. Now, you got to walk in svelte. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, that was that SAT word. I know that. <laughs> One thing I do want to mention though, um, since we're talking about women, mm-hmm. phenomenal women such as yourself, mm-hmm. I do want to make mention that this is the um, 100th year anniversary of the passage of the 19th Amendment, mm-hmm. which gave, and I mean, I have to say it this way, which gave women the right to vote, but we know that that didn't necessarily mean Black all women. women. Right. <laughs> that didn't mean us. But um, we are celebrating 100 years of women's suffrage. Um, the 19th Amendment passed by Congress on June 4th, 1919. Right. Um, and then it was ratified the next year, but technically um, 100 years of women's suffrage. So, And I think that this is just really, it's kind of like a full circle moment coming after the midterms and what we saw with so many women being I elected. Agree. I couldn't agree more. And I'm not trying to be funny. You know, we got some men that, that look out, but you know, we got them there. Right. We got them there. Right. The women. Um, so I wanted to mention that also March 6th is Ash Wednesday, which is the first yes. day of Lent. So I don't know if you guys are religious or spiritual, you know, but be thinking about what you may want to give up or mm-hmm. come back on. I've already started mine because I had to start really early, early okay. <laughs> which is the scrolling, right. okay? So, and, and you're already seeing the benefits of that. Yeah, um, and you and I talked about this um, a little bit before the show, and I just want to make mention is, is just feeling like everybody has access to you. I don't like that feeling. Yeah. So not being on there, it kind of... It is not really a need, but it kind of takes away the the urgency sometimes you feel to respond to everything. Right. Or, you know, so just taking away that aspect, I think is going to be good for me for the rest of the month. I'm also running a 5K at the end of March. So I'm going to be focusing on... Are you going by running. yourself? 
No, my um, my sister-in-law Kayla is going with me. Okay, she okay. actually signed me up. I don't, I don't really have a choice in this. But what I'm hoping to do is to see how this one goes, and then um, over the next year, I want to see if I can just do one a quarter for a different cause yeah. that I feel strongly about. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, I may not run the whole thing. I may, like, run two miles and walk a mile, but I'm going to finish. So if you need a partner in quarter three, holler at me. Oh, if yeah. I'm available whatever weekend you're doing it, the listeners, if you guys are listening and you want to jump on board, we can make this a group thing. Yeah, so that that's also one of my goals for this month. That's awesome. Get my sweat on. So. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you. So you can be my accountability partner. I can. You know, it may make it. It may Just make things. Me. It may make things go better knowing that I have somebody to be accountable for, and then you know. You've already been training with him, but the trainer that I'm interested in starting has a location now that is closer. Let me tell okay. you. Let me so tell you. About, it's about to, to go, go down. Got six model chicks. Hey, 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 got two model chicks. Let me tell you something. I have been bothering him all week. Like, listen, so this is what we're doing. Yes. <laughs> all week long, I've been tapping on that nerve like bro i'm so excited so yeah so we definitely can be each other's accountability partner because my thing is like i think before i was so caught up in wanting to be like a certain weight but now it's just i just want to like be toned and look good in my clothes like i don't really i don't really the number is whatever. Right. I just want to get my tonage. I know that's not a word. Y'all don't fry me. But I want to get my tonage back because <laughs> the the muffin will bust out at any given time. Any given time. Okay, the muffin. She makes me is, sick. It's not, you know, I can I camouflage it well. Right. But the muffin. It's not is, like, it, you know, it's not there. It will surprise you. So we got to get to work on that because we can't be uh-uh. On TV with Oprah, not looking good. Okay, I'm claiming that I already have a bathing suit that in mind, a bathing suit style in mind that I want to wear this summer. Like she got to be flat here, wear a thong, boosted here. Me too. <laughs> I'm wearing a thong. Off air discussion, but um, I mean, we can talk about that because little booties matter and somebody like it. So. <laughs> <laughs> moving right along so every week you know we guys um you know you guys we get together and we tell you about what's going on in the world what we've heard in the news we call it the good bad and indifferent we tell you how we feel about it you do not have to agree but we love to hear from you anyway opposition is good um diversity of thought is good so we love it whenever you know you guys contribute to the conversation in ways that maybe we hadn't thought of um so, B, I do want to mention this because I forgot to mention it on the last episode, but do you, well, many of you probably know him as Rocky, but Rick uh, Lockridge passed away. He's an American professional boxer. He died at the age of 60 on Thursday, February the 7th. And um, he was on hospice care after a series of strokes. They took him off life support one week. He lasted a whole nother week and then passed away. On that Thursday, which to me spoke a lot to his level of strength. Mm -hmm. Um, Most people will probably know him from an episode of Intervention where his son was on there and telling him, hey, you know, even though 
this has happened and that has happened. Like, I still love you. His son started crying. And there's this unexpected, long, high-pitched cry the that cry Rocky... around the world. Exactly. And so they call it the best cry ever. Like, if you look it up on YouTube, then you'll know who I'm talking about. Um, um, but he should be known as the guy who gave Roger Mayweather, which is Floyd Mayweather's father, his first L. And so just wanted to um, mention him because he is a part of our history. Um, That defeat was a 98-second knockout. He fought 53 professional fights. He only lost nine of them. He won 44, and out of those 44, 36 of them were knockouts. Oh, rest in so, peace. So, rest in peace. I that hope his family like is feeling Listen, because I've been holding that cry in for years. I don't even know if he was holding it in for years more than the thought that he's the parent. That was the child. He had not done well by his family due to a drug addiction and other things. And the child was still ha- um, able enough to have enough compassion or able to have enough compassion for his father to say, in spite of all of this, I still love you. And it kind of speaks to, um, you and I were kind of discussing a little bit of this off the air with Diddy and, um, just him posting about Kim today. And, um, you know, a lot of his followers are kind of checking him like, Hey, you didn't, you didn't show her this kind of love. You wouldn't marry her whenever she was living. And he basically is like, you're right. Yeah. You I, I, people with their flowers while they're alive. Exactly. Cause you, you already knew you, which his son can say. I did. Exactly. So, you know, and and I think that when that happens, you're going to always mourn the loss of that parent. But at least you can rest easy in your spirit knowing, like, I, I made right amends. Thing. I did the right thing. Yeah. I told them how I felt while they were here. And, you know, because I'm not trying to be funny, but it'd be the ones that be acting a plum fool that want to lay out on the casket and fall all out and act a darn nut when... The people who know they already done right is, I mean, you know, they cry their tears, but they, I because show them. Because they're at peace. Yeah. I, I say the same thing every time I go to a funeral. I'm like, I, there's no guilt here. Because because in general, like, we give people their flowers while they are here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, rest in peace to Rocky. Indeed. And thank you for your contribution to black history. Uh, what about you? Oh, I saw your mans and them drop the video. My husband. <laughs> my forever love. <laughs> Yes, girl. I seen something where somebody was like, if, <laughs> if Idris think that I'm going to be watching him with his old fine ass rap, he's right. And I said, yes, you are absolutely right. I didn't hate it. No, he you didn't hate it. He had a song out a, a few years ago mm-hmm. um, that was really good. Like, he's really good. He's a DJ by trade. Like, yeah, he is. That's what he does. And his new song is called Boasty. And, honey, you can boast on over all you want to find it. Like, <laughs> <Man. laughs> I like so it. cute. Yeah. It's just so adorable. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, it's just funny because he is a DJ. I actually when I met him, it was actually during one of his DJ sets. Um and he DJed the Royal Wedding. Um He did. Yeah, he DJed the Royal Wedding and he has That's a, nuts. He has a new Netflix series that's coming out where he's a struggling DJ and he takes a job as a nanny. To make money and it's supposed to be a comedy. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I'm watching. It's coming out March 15th of this year. So this this month. The Ides of March. Um, and the name of it is called um, Turn Up Something. Turn Up Charlie. So oh, I heard that. I'm interested to see what it's um, 
gonna be because I feel like this is gonna be something different from him, like mm-hmm. being in a comedy. Um, because he's usually in more, you know, serious roles, like, you know, Stringer Bell in the in the wire. Right. Um, he was Luther, which is one of my favorites. Mine too. Um, he was in Beast of Nation. That's still on Netflix. Yeah. Luther is. Yeah, Luther is. That was so 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 good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm interested in seeing my forever love. Um and his new Netflix special and watching his video over and over again. Because who wouldn't want to hear that voice? <laughs> Speaking of Netflix special, so um, you saw where Ava dropped the trailer for the Central Park 5 um, Netflix limited series? No! Yes, that came out this week. And I can't remember the date. I want to say it's in June, though. It, it'll be here before you know it. And if, I, if I'm wrong about that, I'll correct myself before the end of this episode. But Speaking of the Central Park 5... Um, if you are unfamiliar with that story, there is a documentary that is on Netflix. I don't know if it's still there, but it was on there a few years ago. That's where I watched it at. So not Ava's, but one previously. And the interesting thing, um, one of the interesting things about this documentary is in that one, and this was before Donald Trump ran for president, Mm -hmm. but how vocal and critical and racist he was towards these five boys is highlighted in that original documentary. That's crazy. And um shout out to Joy Behar. Everybody knows that I love the view. I watch yeah. the view. And um they were having a discussion as as normal about Donald Trump. And someone, you know, talked about during the Michael Cohen hearing where not once do they bring up anything, the Republicans bring up anything about Donald Trump's character, his lying, or crimes that he may have committed, um, or they just wanted to defend the fact that he's not racist, and Joy made a comment. She said, if you want to know whether or not um, Donald Trump is racist, look up Central Park 5. So that coming from her, yeah, I felt, and especially now when people, like you, you rarely hear the mainstream news outlets bring up Central Park Five. Yeah, they'll bring up the fact that he had the housing discrimination suit and those types of things. But for her to say that is important because he called for the execution of these boys who were even innocent. though they were innocent, even though they were innocent. And then after they were exonerated, he never apologized. He has never once spoken on it, other than to say, basically, kind of reiterate his sentiments from before. So, I am so excited to see Ava's take on this story. If you don't know anything about it, do your Googles in the word of icon, Fredro Star. Okay. Do your okay. Googles. Do your Googles. Um, so, I do stand corrected. It's not June. Close enough. It's May 31st. And Ava posted the initial trailer, and it reads, she's, she's a huge tweeter. Yes, she is. Um, and so... It says, not thugs, not wilding, not criminals, not even the Central Park Five. They are Corey, Antron, Raymond, Youssef, and Kevin. They are, they are millions of young people of color who are blamed, judged, and accused on site May 31st, a film in four parts about who they are when they see us. And so um, I really feel like this is going to humanize those young men mm-hmm. for a lot of people who otherwise you know thought that they were criminals or participated in criminal activity or deserved this kind of negative press even if they weren't guilty mm-hmm. and I know that once this documentary is aired Donald Trump is going to attack it and he's probably going to because that's what he does 
he he would do well to keep his mouth shut. He would, but I doubt that I doubt that he will. Just look at how he attacked Spike Lee, and Spike Lee didn't even say anything about him. He didn't say one thing. He called Spike Lee racist. Yeah. First of all, birds mean things. And black people cannot be racist. Exactly. Let's Definitions. Just, let's just get that. Synonyms. Understood. I need you to overstand Antonyms. that. Antonyms. First of all. So Words. I feel like that he's going to say something because knowing how Ava is and knowing how smart she is and just how great of a director she is, I know that she's going to have Donald Trump and his antics all up in there, as she should. Yeah. Because you are how many ever percent of the people who voted for you president of the United States of America, my president. So you are yeah, somebody's president of some United States of America, but not. And they believe in you. And they believe in you. So I am glad that this is coming out. I'm interested to see her take on it. Um, because if it's anything remotely similar to 13th is going to be wasn't that good awesome. oh I, mm. I don't awesome, have the energy awesome. to continue to go back and watch it and watch it and watch it but that 13th was good can I talk about something real quick since we talk about movies well hurry up because I want to get to Donald Trump since we already went there yeah we can we can hold up on him okay his, <laughs> wait what go his, ahead hurry his up poorly shaped body anyway, and I attitude wanna, and personality listen and and wig I want to talk about <laughs> he said he is the glue for his family and his wig okay um I want to talk about my girl because I wanted to talk about her last week but it was just so much we had been on it felt like a three-month hiatus and yeah. there was a lot to cover so I want to talk and it, it was good because this week she came up when I wasn't thinking about it and then it reminded me to talk about it so right I want to talk about my girl my good sis, I'll tell you this. Yes. Um, and what made me think about it again was this past week she was a guest star on Blackish. And this week they did their Black History Month. Um, well, last week. Quotation <laughs> Black- marks in the air. Yeah, last week. Mm-hmm. Their Black History Month um, episode. And basically, um, the family, which I feel like they're my family. That if I had a family, that would be my family. Right. <laughs> they um, basically were going around the table trying to to figure out who they should talk about during Black History because um, Dre was upset that the only people that um, the twins had talked about in school was like Harriet Tubman and maybe Frederick Douglass, like the, right. the same the usual suspect. Yeah. So they had this thing where everybody went around and throughout a name so when they would throw out this name it would flash to Octavia Spencer and she would be like um who who did she talk about I can't remember but just for instance like say they were talking about Oprah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. it would flash to her and it'd be like Oprah Winfrey TV entrepreneur bro. like she would introduce this person so it made me think about her again um but uh if you don't know who Octavia Spencer is which if you're listening to this I'm sure you do but you know she won um the Oscar for best actress in a supporting role for the help and she's just She's just been in everything. She's been nominated three times and one one time. And um, if you are like me, you love horror films. Yes. And um, since, I don't want to say since, but after Get Out, I feel like there has been a resurgence in black horror where we're centered and not 
the first person that dies. Right. <laughs> the protagonist. Right. We're the one. Who, we're the hero. And so on the heels of that, she's going to be in a new horror film called Ma, where basically she is a villain. And if you guys have time, go to YouTube and just, you know, search Ma Octavia Spencer and the trailer for this film will come up. So basically she's like a middle-aged loner in town Mm -hmm. who befriends this group of kids and allows them to come over to her basement and party. Right. But she has ulterior motives and things aren't as they seem and she kind of flips on them and is basically a villain in this horror tale. Is this like Cancel and Gretel meets uh, whatever black movie you can think of? (laughs) Meet Aunt Aunt Octavia. Yeah. But yeah, so she's going to be the star in um, a horror film and that film I think it comes out in May, May 31st. Um, Oh, that's the same day that um, the Central Park 5, can we have a date night? We're going to need to have a date night. Okay. We're going to need to talk about some of these. Okay. Um, So I wanted to mention her um, in regards to that. Also, I have talked about this so many times. I think when we had our book episode, it was one of my favorite books. So not only is um, Octavia Spencer starring in that film, she is going to be starring and producing the film adaptation of April Sinclair's Coffee Will Make You Black with Gabrielle Union. For real. Yes. And so when I read this. These things are proof that God is real. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I thought I was the only one in the world that, like, loved this story. Basically, um, Coffee Will Make You Black is a coming-of-age tale about a young girl named, um, I think in the book, I I think her first name is, like, Jean, but they call her Stevie. Mm -hmm. But it's a coming-of-age tale about a young black girl in the 60s, and she's figuring out her sexuality. Mm -hmm. It's right around civil rights, so there's a lot of race issues. There's the maternal daughter struggle that happens a lot in the black family. I've been Um, talking about that all week. And I'm just excited that one of my favorite books is actually coming to the big screen since we still... And I got Winter ever. Still have not. Like, can, can somebody too, get on that? It's not too late for that, but the cast that they were talking about would have been perfect. And now I feel like that time has passed. So now we would have to get a whole new cast involved. I feel like this, and, and this is my idea, and if somebody steals my idea, you're going to pay me. What I would like to see happen is um, I, I feel like with child stars, I feel like they get to this point to where they have to make a shift and they have to really stretch themselves and like, and I'm only, I'm speaking from women at this point because the book that we're talking about centers winter, who is is a young girl. I feel like, you know, they have to like really leap into that womanhood. Yeah. And I would love for if in a few years, Yara could be winner. Because I, just the description of how she looks. I was going to say, in a few years, I would think, like, now or, like, a year from now, like, they might want to go ahead and get that popping. I just feel like that would be a good opportunity for her to basically... Transition. Into... Because, I mean, you know, she is... she, But she's she's a freshman in college. If that's what she wants to do. If because she, I, I could also see Yara, like, headed straight for politics after this. Yeah, but, I mean, that's a, that's a film, film role. It's not reality. I just feel like I can see when I think about budding stars, mm-hmm. um, and I and I feel like it really shows like the true talent of 
a thespian when they can really jump into the life of a character that is nothing like them and bring right. that character to life. And to me, Yara is nothing like that. Right. So to, for her to be able to make that on-screen transition and really sell Winner, right. that would be like, I feel like that would just really show her acting chops. Like when I think about... Um, even though we already knew he could act, but like Denzel and American Gangster, like we had never really seen him just mm-hmm. be awful like that, and he right. just did it so well. Right. Or even when Halle Berry was a prostitute, like I mean, we didn't see her on drugs. I was but, gonna say, yeah. I mean, it was not what she or like to watch her did. do that, but also watch her do baps. Totally yeah, different from what totally you would different expect her to do. Spectrum. So yeah. that's why I think that it would have to be someone like that. Like I, I wanted Jada to do it. Right after ATL, I wanted Lauren London to do it. Now, um, Lauren London was my my number one choice. So, so I, I want somebody fresh and new who we're not looking. And I know this is gonna sound bad, but I don't want to look at. I don't want to see new new in winter. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to see somebody who right. is basically a blank slate and that has never really. I mean, like it's Yara. Like she's. Grownish, you know, <laughs> it's not normally what she. You should do. see what Courtney is doing with her so, hands while she's trying to like sell this idea. I'm, I'm gonna get <laughs> off of it, but I'm excited for um, coffee will make you black, and there's actually a part two to that book. It's mm-hmm. called Angle Be the Same Fool Twice. Right. Um. So if you get time, you can look it up. I've tried to find that book everywhere. It's like fifty dollars for a copy of that book. Coffee will make you black. Yes. Yeah. Um. But it's a good book. I don't know. Library may have it if you want to check it out before. Um. The film gets here, but I'm excited. Oh, and also, last thing about Octavia Spencer, and I'm get off her, but she's producing this film through her own production company. So, go girl, make yep. a boss move. What did I say last week? Give all give black, black people the, the money for all of their black things, all of their yes. black work, and all of their black ideas. So, that's all I got to say about it. But I wanted to talk about that last week. I had to get it out. This was, it was on my, on my spirit and my chest, so I had to get it out. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing. Um... Did you see the episode of The Breakfast Club that had Offset on it? I just wanted to make it a quick mention because I didn't watch the entire episode, but I did see the part where um, Charlemagne asked him if he would reconcile with his father because I know that part kind of went viral. And um, What happened with his father? They just don't don't have a relationship, you know, like broken home oh, for whatever okay. reason. And he was saying, he was basically saying, like, now that he's rich, like, he he was like, yeah, I, I love I love my dad. He was like, I even try to you know give him money. Like, hey man, like you got a rich son, you know. But I think there might be some guilt there because we know people like that. Your kids, you don't do anything for them. They grow up without you. You're absent, and then they grow up and they're doing just fine. And you, a lot of times, the relationship can't be mended not because of the child, but more so because the parent has this guilt associated because he said he'll mm-hmm. call they'll talk on the phone and he'll be like yeah i'm gonna send you know i'm gonna send a plane for you or i'm gonna buy you a ticket or send whatever for you and then his dad will never show up and he'll call his grandma and she's she'll say she hadn't seen him either so and he, he probably feels guilty and he probably feels like he doesn't deserve it yeah and his, he also said his dad is still out in the streets and stuff so totally get that it's just a reminder that hey like these people that they are artists like we love their music we love movies um, but at the end of the day, there's still people too, because you know all he's trying to do is reconcile with his father, and he has the means to take care of his dad. And you can kind of hear like the little boy in that, if you will, like, "Hey, man, like I got it like that. Like let's let's do this." So, just wanted to know if you saw that. 
Mm-mm. Yeah, it was that part. The part that I saw was kind of sweet and sad. Um, I thought you were gonna talk about this album cover. No, crazy. no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> we're not, we're not doing like, that. I hope you're not talking about that because that I'm not. <laughs> you're already giving it too much energy right now. <laughs> what? Moving right along. I thought four sound like a crop of hell. I'm like, is he a single <laughs> parent? Like, what is going on here? But I digress. I digress. Moving right along. Um. Oh, I, something that I thought was so cute this week. There's an artist by the name of Eli. Uh, I want to pronounce his middle name correctly. Waduba Youssef. And um, he was just a reminder that you should really shoot your shot. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has a talent. We all do. It, it's different. Sometimes it takes us a little longer to figure out what that what, what that is. But he's an artist. And so he posted this likeness of Kevin Hart on the Internet. And he asked people to retweet it so that Kevin Hart would see it. And Kevin Hart responded. He was like, I see it and I want to buy it. So he wow. purchased the work from Eli. And by, by the way, I'm not sure how young this guy is, but he's like a kid, mm-hmm. like young. I'll show you the picture. Maybe we'll get a chance to post it. Um it looks so good and it looks just like Kevin Hart. And not only that, but he said, and I want to commission you to do the same thing for some of my celebrity friends. Oh, that is awesome. Uh, it just made me feel so good. Like in all of the negative news and negative things that we hear about the world, you got stuff like this that's going on on a regular basis as well. So, Or like the, the did you see the story that went viral with Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco? I didn't. So basically, um, he had tweeted something like, Happy Friday, y'all, or how's y'all, how's y'all Friday? I did. And God messaged him back, was like, Not good, I'm behind my rent, I'm about to get evicted. Right. And he was like, Send me a copy of whatever you owe. Right. Post it. And the dude posted it, and then he um, cash apped him or PayPal'd him the money, the money for, for the his, rent. Yeah. And not only that, he said, Basically, the next time that you're in trouble, have your um, landlord. Play me in Madden for the bill. Mm-hmm. That was that's nice. Dope. That was nice. And one thing about Chad that I like is I like his I relationship with his daughter. That's what I was about to say. I don't follow him anymore, but like his relationship with his older daughter and the little one. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just loves them girls. Like, yes, I mean, on the internet, like if his daughter posts a picture, he'd be like, "Yes, bitch. Yes, it's so funny. You he better like, work. Better work. Yeah. Okay, shoes. Yeah. I see you legs. <laughs> Who don't want a daddy like that? Yeah, he That's is so um, cute. He's hilarious. So uh, I thought that was nice of him to do that. I did too. What else, B? Um, I just want to talk about a little, um, local politic news. Yeah, let's do it. It doesn't have to be quick, but if you are in North Carolina, you have heard about the ballot scandal that is going on, uh, in North Carolina. They just recently had the hearing with, um, Republican Mark Harris in the Bladen County, McCray, Dallas, taking up the absentee ballot mess of beans sorry just mess sorry mess 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 and this happened in the ninth congressional district and i think at one point mark harris was attempting to say that he was going to run again but they didn't shut that down like right no um it's over for you so we will be having a special election coming up here soon um and it is for like i stated the ninth congressional district which runs from charlotte to bladen county so if you are in charlotte this will affect you um, they're going to be having an April 30th primary and a July 9th general election. So Dan McCready is the Democratic 
um, nominee that ran against Mark Harris, and he only trailed Mark Harris by 905 votes. Even so, though he was cheating. Even though he was cheating. So, I'm hopeful that this will just be in the bag for Dan McCready. I think there are three Republican candidates who are trying to throw their hat in the race. But the issue is, given how soon this is, they really don't have any money raised. And, yeah. I mean, it's it's so quick, and Dan is already like... I voted for Dan McCready. I did, too. So hopefully... I mean, I don't understand why they just don't say he won by default. Exactly. Like, he won. Like, exactly. that's it. That's the right... Th- I mean, listen, it just makes me mad. It's just a reminder that, like, some certain kinds of people are used to just taking whatever it is that they want and thinking that that's... Like, you can't always get what you want. You can't. Always get what you want. Okay? So, if, if you are um, in and around the, well, in the 9th Congressional District, just be on the lookout. You should already be registered to vote. Yeah. But if you're not, you need to make sure you register, like, yesterday. Right. Um, because April not, uh, April 30th, the primary will start for that re-election, basically. So, Ooh, I just wanted to mention that because that's some important news for North Carolina. Yeah, people definitely needed to know that. Um... Okay, so going back to the politics thing then, can we talk about Trump right quick? So Michael Cohen, former attorney for Donald Trump, um, just on Trump, was basically telling us that Trump did this to build his brand. So let me just start by saying... I don't think he said anything that we didn't no. already know. Okay, nothing. Nothing was surprising. Like, no. I'm like okay, we know this. Yeah. So, um, this was for the people in the back, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but that Trump really did it for his brand. Um, he wasn't expecting to win the election. He doesn't um, want to be president. I say that all the time. He does not want to be. People argue me down. I'm like, nah, he doesn't want to be president. The campaign, he said that Donald Trump said that the campaign, his original campaign was going to be the greatest infomercial. Like, who says that about being president of the United States? Um, and then he said that he lied for Trump, which we already knew that, but he said, um, when it was in the private sector, he didn't see it as a huge deal, but as the president of the United States, you know, he definitely sees it, um, as something terrible. Um, and I just want to quote him. Um, he was talking about how, of course we know Donald Trump said the thing about countries being, um, shithole countries. And, um, he said that Donald Trump said, name a country run by a black person that isn't a shithole. And he said that was whenever Barack Obama was president of the United States. And so this ain't a shithole? Right. And he also said that one day they were riding through a low-income um, community and that Trump was basically saying only black people could live like this or like this poor. Um, and that the, we wouldn't vote for him because we're too stupid. Black I mean, people? Yes, one of those statements was true the other is not we're not stupid and no we wouldn't vote for you period so uh, michael went on to say i am ashamed that i chose to take part in concealing mr trump's illicit acts rather than listening to my own conscience i am ashamed because i know that mr trump is a racist he is a con man he is a cheat and the only reason i wanted to take time to quote this because i know you guys have heard it it just goes back to some of the most terrible things in the history of not just this country but of the world mm-hmm. have happened because of people behaving this way supporting something that they know is wrong and then 
having remorse on the back end, but it's too late. And that's why he's going to spend three years in prison. The thing has already been done. Mm-hmm. But how much time will Donald Trump serve? That's what I want to know. I don't know, but one thing I can say is that there was all of this hoopla about whether or not a sitting president can be indicted. And the the criminal, I mean, the, DO, the DOJ said yes, because he is still a person just like the rest of us. All right, okay. If he, if he committed a crime, he can't be indicted. See, so, I know that was one thing that we were worried about, like getting him impeached so that he can be indicted, but you're saying that he can He can, can be indicted, yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, the thing about impeachment is I feel like personally that an indictment may be more likely than an impeachment because you need so many, and I don't feel like the Republicans that are in office, even though they know how shitty he is, mm-hmm. I don't know if they will move to impeach him because three-fourths of Congress has to agree so it's crazy that they we'll see that there has been an impeachment in my lifetime for lying about an affair. Right. Are you kidding me? But but we seem to believe because I I agree with you that getting an impeachment for Donald Trump before his term is over will be difficult. I just That's think it's nuts to I me. I think it will because of the Republicans that are still in office. Yeah. That's it. That is it. It has nothing to do with because clearly on this on the grand scheme or scale of bad mm-hmm. for the country. Yes. Not talking about adultery and cheating on your wife, but for because whatever they got going on ain't got nothing to do with us. Right. It's okay, yes, yeah, wrong, he cheated on his wife, but he is not in Bill Clinton <laughs> wasn't potentially colluding with Russia, right, giving away secrets, meeting with Kim Jong Un, who was like one of the biggest human rights violators ever, right. I mean, come on. So you mean to tell me that you can't impeach him when Nixon got impeached for breaking into a hotel just to still, basically, to do what the Republicans did and and still like how they stole the emails from the DNC. I mean, it's just, he got impeached for that right. for breaking into the Watergate hotel to still. DNC information. Right. I mean, I just don't. I, I'm trying to. You're just it trying out. to see the logic in it, which is what Why we're all trying to do. So long. Yeah. But that's y'all president. There's an agenda behind <laughs> it for sure. Oh yeah, 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 and it's money, all of this, and that was one thing too that I, I can't even say that it's interesting because we already know this. This is all to line the Trump organization's pocket. Right. Like Steve said, this is the money game. This is the money game. It's definitely not the integrity game. Okay. This is the money this is game. The money game. So I don't know why. I was not um, surprised by anything he said. But one thing that I do have to, um, I, I did like about his testimony was you can tell that he may be a liar. But he is a good lawyer because whenever the Republicans would ask him questions, Mm -hmm. he was giving them stuff right back. He was like, I think it's strange that the whole time I'm up here, you're not asking me anything about Donald Trump. Right. And he kept saying, I'm going to jail. Right. I'm doing my job. I know what I did. I've admitted to it. But I think it's. So it's it's not me standing up here trying to get out of anything. I'm already going. And that was one of the things that just kept tripping me out when, um, the Republicans kept saying, you have no remorse in this. And he's like, I'm going 
to, to jail. jail. Right. <laughs> like, what more remorse am I supposed to have? Like, I'm going to jail for this. Right. Meanwhile, you're not asking me anything about your precedent. Right. But I got all the Because they already know the answers. They and then already I think know. It's, it's so funny how he talked about Obama's intelligence, but then you got to threaten univer- colleges and universities not to release your test scores and essay. Because you're a dummy. You're an idiot. <laughs> I was just like. What did I say in the last two episodes? Your president is stupid. And I meant it. But um, I think it was a good spectacle. Um, Will I think it... Do I think it will sway Trump against? No. No. Mm -mm. Okay. No. Fair. Um, What you got? Solange Piaget knows. Okay. I want to end on something positive. And I saw I want Solange to be that thing. Solange Piaget knows. Wait. Do you have anything else other than that? Yes, I do. But it, it falls in the lines of it's good news. Okay. It's music news. So, so can I we to talk group them together. Okay, so can we talk Michael first? I know, I know, but I, I feel like everybody go away with these documentaries because Michael what can we do? Michael Jackson. R. Kelly, okay, yes, he can go to jail still. What can we do about Michael Jackson? So just want to tell you guys that Michael Jackson, there's a documentary coming out for those of you who didn't know. It's called Leaving Neverland. It airs, um, or it aired on Sunday, um, which is what, March third? March third, something like that. And Oprah kind of hosted an after talk um, after Neverland with the two men, Wade Robson and James Safechuck, Mm -hmm. who were uh, elementary school kids, basically, whenever they met uh, Michael Jackson. And I have not had an opportunity to watch the documentary. I know you have not had an opportunity either. Um, But she sat down with them and the director to kind of have a discussion. So I'm going to wait until I actually have a chance to see it before I give any other comments on it. I do know that there were a lot of online discussions about how, like, Wade... Um, Michael Jackson paid for Wade's green card, got him and his mother over here. I think his mom, had, his dad had committed suicide. Um, similar with James, you know, kind of took care of them and their lives. I know they've been in the media several times as children and as adults um, defending Michael Jackson and then in this documentary explaining that they had been abused um, or their abuse allegations and explaining why they recanted their story before. So, just throwing that out there, if you guys were not aware, it's going to be released on, or was released on HBO. That is it. Now, we can move on to Solange Piaget Knowles. I'm still upset about Michael. Okay. We I'm, not up, each- I'm not upset. It's just... I, I know. Without you having to say, like, I get it. I, I really do. I, this is my thing. And we're gonna get on we're gonna get on Solange. But my thing is this. I'm not even saying that I believe or don't believe them. Okay. But just like the women that came and were vocal about Bill Cosby. Okay. The people that have came and been vocal about R. Kelly. I hear you. I won't I I would have preferred for this to be carried out in this way while he was still here. Okay. Because what can we what can we do now? I hear you, but I want to know then if an abused person is abused by someone who just a regular Joe Schmo 
if I was abused by Uncle Jojo, I don't have an Uncle Jojo, y'all. But if I was abused by Uncle Jojo, and it takes me a while to talk about it, and Uncle Jojo dies from a heart attack or, or a car crash, do I still not have the right to tell my story? Do I have to keep it to myself? You don't have to keep it to yourself, but... We've... How long was that trial? I'm just like... This is my thing. How old is Wade? It ain't like Wade is... I don't know. It ain't like Wade is 10, right? Okay. So, it ain't like Wade is 10. But before you say whatever you're getting ready to say, I will say this. Remember that sometimes when people are abused... I I haven't watched a documentary, and I wasn't in the room. I don't know. I like I love Michael Jackson or whatever. I don't know. There's nothing to say me one way or the other. But when when a child is abused, a lot of times there's a part of them that gets stuck there. And if that's the case, if we say the same thing for the women, a lot of the girls who have been abused by R. Kelly, then the same thing applies for anybody who's been abused as a child. Like, period, for me. So, yeah, like, maybe he was 10 or 9 or whenever that happened, and he's grown up into adulthood. I think I did read something where both of them said they really didn't feel comfortable enough to come forward until they had sons of their own. Like, you never know what the triggering factor or the life event is going to be that's going to make you go, wait, oh. Or like with Charlemagne saying he didn't realize that there was anything wrong with what happened to him or that it was even abuse until he saw Tyler Perry crying about it. So, so if they call for a mute Michael Jackson, will we or will we do that? It depends on where you where you stand with it, right? What you've heard, what what the details are like. Mm-hmm. If you believe them, I believe R. Kelly abusers. I mean, um, the people who are abused by R. Kelly allegedly. I believe them, mm-hmm. and so because I believe them. And I'm an advocate advocate for those I cannot talk <laughs> advocate for those who have been abused as much as I love R. Kelly's music and grew up with mm-hmm. R. Kelly's music. That's more important to me. I also grew up listening to Michael Jackson. I don't have any details. I know what he was in court for. Mm-hmm. He's never gotten in trouble. Which doesn't this, mean he didn't right, do it. Right. It does not mean that he but did I'm not just, do it. But that's but okay, my thing is do you feel like them telling their story? Is that justice enough? What do you mean? Ask me like, differently. Is that is that justice for them to just make a documentary to tell what happened? Are you asking if they make the documentary and they tell what happened and then we're supposed to believe them because that's what they said on the documentary? Is that is that justice? I think it... For who? For like them. It, you have to ask them. I don't... For me, I don't know what justice feels like or looks like for them. I don't know what justice. I know what justice looks like for the women who have accused R. Kelly yeah, because they said they want him to go to jail. Right. That's what they have verbalized. I won't know until I watch this documentary or maybe some of their interviews because I think they interview with Gail as well, or at least one of them. What it is they want from this telling their story might be justice for them, and I'll have to watch it to determine what the details look like. Right. So, I don't know. It's it's really tough. It's slippery because there are some situations I know people will say, like, okay, well, if we handle this situation like this, we have to handle all the situations like that. And I am not saying one way or the other, but I, in my personal life, mm-hmm. I am someone who needs to know the why. 
right? And I need to know the details. And I handle every situation according to its details, its own separate details. Um, and that's just how I operate. So I need to know the details. But see, I just... Okay, I'm going to get off of it. Because I can go on and on. No, it's a lot to think about. It's it a lot to talk about. I'm getting... I'm getting your details right I don't you see what I'm so that's why I'm just like well what my the, really what I feel about it is like okay so what am I supposed to do with this once, so you the sit, once you sit this in the world's lap then what are we what so you for you it sounds like the only defining factor is there was something that we could do about R. Kelly there's nothing that we can do about Michael Jackson and what I'm saying is because Michael Jackson has passed away, but that doesn't mean that they didn't have the right to tell their story. Now, whether or not we believe them, that's on us. Yeah, they can tell their story and say it, but I'm just like, like with R. Kelly, like, we got details, and I mean, it's it's some damning (laughs) details, okay? That's what happens when you get to this point. It's not details, it's details. It's it's some some damning details when it comes to R. Kelly. That's funny. It is. But, but, I mean, you know, it's just like, I would just, and this is just me personally, and they can, this is, that's their life, they can feel however, but it's just like, I would want to tell this and this is me personally for retribution like I would I would want it I would want something to come of it okay they may not for them it just may be like I'm just gonna say this tell this is what happened and then we just gonna get, get it out. off my chest so people will know boom it could be that and here's the here's the other part of that if you watch this documentary or you read up on the details and you decide that you do believe them and you want to mute Michael Jackson? That's your choice. That is your choice. And Michael Jackson may be deceased, but his money still goes somewhere. So if if you're saying, I believe them, and I want to cut off Michael Jackson, you can still do that. Yeah. That's money that he earned anyway. So I know you leave it behind for your posterity. Hopefully the Jackson children have already, you know, started to, they'll be fine either way. Yeah, they're going to be fine. Yeah, they, they come from a family. of. And, he, and he, he is like the highest grossing celebrity after death in yeah. history. Yeah. So it better be a lot of mutant going on. But all I got to say, if, if that is where this leads to. Right. That's all I'm saying. Okay, moving on. Let's now. And listen, because you know I love Michael J. Jackson. Anyway, let's go. Listen, <laughs> so Solange was amazing. Okay, for me, Solange released an album. Uh, we've been waiting on her to release music. Um, the album is called "When I Get Home." It released at midnight, or you know, Friday night, Saturday morning. And then followed by the visuals. Not sure if you saw the visuals. Um, no, because I can't. I ain't paying for no more subscriptions. It was on Apple Music, right? Yeah, I have to idle. Okay, same. Uh, but I have, <laughs> I have gotten a chance to see okay. some of them. Um, and if you follow Beyonce or you follow um, their mother, Miss Tina Lawson, then you'll see, you know, a couple snippets. Mm-hmm. 
So, I have had conversations with several people, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't like it, but I think what it is is it's not a seat at the table. It's so, not like anything she's ever done. Right. It was amazing to me, and what I said was, this is for your Anderson packs. Your real, your true artists are going to love this album, and it's going to grow on a lot of people, too. I loved it from the very beginning. I listened to it at midnight, and then I immediately started it over and listened to it one whole other time just so I can soak in like what the lyrics were actually saying. Mm-hmm. So how'd you feel about it? I liked a few songs. Okay. Um... I definitely listened to it more than once, and mm-hmm. there were some things that that um, stood out to me. I haven't seen the the visuals yet, but um, I really liked um, my skin, my logo with Gucci. Mm-hmm, I me really too. liked that. Um, I liked a couple of the interludes. I think that it was really good that she had some. She had a lot of black women narrators, mm-hmm. um, like Diamond and Princess from Crime Mob is on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Felicia Rashad is on there reciting poetry. Other um, poets on there, Pat Parker. There's a beauty blogger talking on there, um, Lula Bell. So I like that aspect. I really liked how she um, stayed to her roots. There is a lot of throwbacks to DJ Screw yep. and h-town music scene she paid um, a lot of um homage to texas in general yeah so i think that it is definitely classic solange mm-hmm. but i feel like it's only for a certain ear it is everybody's not gonna everybody's I, not gonna like it i didn't even get mad whenever i heard people say that they didn't like it because i'm like it wasn't for you then it's not it, it, it's I would I think that maybe seeing her seeing it live, yeah. I think it will make it grow on me even more. I, I don't I think that it is a great album. I think it's a, a, a an artistic album. Mm-hmm. Is it something that I'm probably gonna listen to over and over again, like on repeat? Probably not. I'm probably gonna pick my faves and things that I like and mm-hmm. save those. And see, I probably will but listen to it over and over I again. I think it was, um, I'm probably going to enjoy the visuals more than... Yes, girl. Yeah. Because that of her on the like pole, I'm going to just tell you right now, see, I was inspired. For real. It's not her on the pole. We're going to find out because mm-hmm. that looks good. It's a, um, it's an Instagrammer. She's at, she's, I don't want to say she's a pole dancer. She might be like a pole instructor or something, but that's okay. not Solange on the actual poll that somebody else. I'm disappointed to know that. Um, but yeah, I mean, go Solange. I seen this um, uh, Instagram uh, post that it was it was a, a side by side of Solange and Beyonce, and it was like no one womb should have all this power. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, that was cute. Uh, that was real cute. I kind of need that on a t shirt. Yeah, that was real cute. I thought that was cute. But I mean, yeah. Um, it's, some of my favorites were because I have favorites. Um, I loved Ben's. I like that one. Um, Almeda, um, my skin, my logo, of course. Uh, I also like Beltway, Jared, Sound of Sound of Rain. Yeah, I like Sound, Sound of, of Rain. Rain. Sound of Rain and um, Time Is. Mm-hmm. Those were my favorites thus far, just off the initial two listens. So, shout out to Solange Piaget, Knowles Ferguson. You did your thing, Mama. You really did. And I hope that whenever she puts her tour together, 
um, that she has more locations and more dates than she did with the seat at the table. I really would like her and Dawn to go on tour together. I think that would be a good For mix. For sure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so, too. Who, who had a really good album? No yep. skips. Um, I don't know why I, I determined that album's that way. But <laughs> she had a really good album. Um, and she also uh, did a callback to her roots from New Orleans and the... Um, the black descendants of Native Americans in the Ninth Ward of New Orleans, um, and I thought that was that was really good too because I, I don't know I feel like Solange has done really well with it. Um, Don has done really well with this aspect on her last album, and that is basically the lost art of the interludes like people don't use interludes and interludes help make it helps tell the story of an album it's the bridge yes it's the bridge it, that connects it, the whole story yeah, i agree it's like they're like the the tie that binds mm-hmm. and i don't think people do that enough or do it well right and solange she i mean it was perfect on the seat at the table and and they were really 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 good on this one too. Mm-hmm. And Don Richard's last album, New Breed, her interludes. I mean, it it really makes the album flow. So um, I would love to see them on tour together because I feel like their energies will balance each other out. They're they're kind of similar, you know. I don't want to call them like black sheep, but they are in their own lanes. They they're not like typical mainstream artist right and so i feel like they will complement each other well on um on tour and i feel like the same type of people that may like solange will like like Dawn. Dawn. and i feel like that's important when you have people on the ticket like you got to have somebody on the bill that you're thinking when you're putting the show together if they don't know this person like if it's a headliner which i mean most people know who dawn is but i'm just saying for the sake of usually the opener somebody newer or not familiar to people you gotta think like are the people coming to see this headliner gonna would they react to the person that is opening Opening up the show i agree that makes that's important so um yeah solange did her thing i also want to talk about kaylani kaylani had a new album that was I listened to that album probably like she's underrated like four or five hours like just back to back to back and um the name of the album is called while we wait and I just feel like that is just so perfect because she's pregnant and clearly she has written these songs while she's pregnant and the name of the album is while we wait yeah um and um the song well the the album opens with a song with music soul child Featured on it, and people don't be giving music. Soul Child his due. I just people don't give. Wrote down all my him. favorite music Soul Child songs today before you and I linked up. He like real talk, he does not. Um, and I like Kaylani because Kaylani is if I am a fan of songwriters, and Kaylani is an awesome songwriter. Mm-hmm. She really, really can write. She has a song on. Sweet Sexy Savage is called Peace of Mind, but it's spelled P-I-E-C-E, like a peace. Mm-hmm. And in the song she's singing about, you know, like a past relationship where it didn't go well. And in the chorus, she says, I'm trying to break off a peace of mind. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, that is like you, she's early 20s. Like, you don't hear people writing stuff that's that deep. Right. And it just continues on this album. She has music soul child on there. 
Dom Kennedy, which is a um, L.A. native because, well, I think he's from L.A. or Compton, somewhere out there, but she's from Oakland, so she's got West Coast on there, she's got Black on there, she's got Music Soul Child. It's just a really good album, so um, y'all should check that out, too. Just yeah. talking about women and music. You know who else does not get their just due when it comes to, like, being an excellent artist? Who? Raheem Devon. No, he don't. He really doesn't, and um, I might have said this before, but I saw him in concert before a couple times, but the last time I saw him was in Winston-Salem. When I tell you, he was basically running around an arena blowing, Mm -hmm. like blowing. Y'all, if you've never heard, um, dang, what's that initial initial project? Um, I'm just having a brain fog right now. But the love experience. Mm -hmm. If you've never listened to the love experience, by Raheem Devon, you will fall in love. Like, go pull it up on your title or Spotify or wherever you listen to music. He does not disappoint ever. Yeah. I like Raheem Devon. Also, another person, and I could just go on and on, but I'm a chill, but another person who don't get they do is BJ the Chicago Kid. Facts. And I'm going to just leave it right there. Okay. Because, listen, but see, BJ is churchy. So, <laughs> BJ, but, uh, you would that would that would make me think that a lot of people would like right. right okay, I don't know. I'm I just love BJ's voice. I love 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 BJ's voice. Yeah, I just think he is awesome. But yeah, a lot of people don't get they do. But I from listening to Kaylani's album and hearing that song with Music Soul Child, I then went on a Music Soul Child binge. Right, I was just like even his newer stuff. He has two newer albums i can't remember what the most newest one is but the second to last newest one is called life on earth Mm -hmm. and he has a really good song with rhapsody on the album it's just shout out to north carolina child had me all in my feelings i was like music so child what are you doing Mm -hmm. where are you at the 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 music come on we need that well i mean you're there Mm -hmm. but you're people don't talk about do you think that there will be a time where the music soul childs of the worlds will cycle back in the the India Ares like that whole field the kindred I went on a kindred um the family family soul yeah. binge two nights ago and I was like if I could just set them up inside a jukebox in my living room that would be great I that love them so that much is put together our own show oh my god I yeah I agree listen. with that because whoever listen if you are listening to this here in the Charlotte area and you know organizers of the Funk Fest tell them to call me because I, they just be throwing together anybody right they we can, we can make it, now we can make it flow yeah it needs to flow right it needs to flow right. um but yeah shout outs to those two awesome women mothers Solange and Kaylani for doing their thing Solange oh we didn't even talk about Black Planet girl I can't get back on Black Planet but that was clever <laughs> I got back on Black Planet Black Planet, Planet was it was like the black Twitter of the internet before mm-hmm. there was a Twitter Fact. or MySpace or Facebook or Instagram. I got back on Black Planet just so I could look at her stuff before the um, album came out. So I thought that was um, that was cool. Also, speaking of Solange and Black Planet and FUBU, did you see where FUBU is re-releasing? And I'm going to get me some. I'm going to get Yes. Did you see my face? I, I think I, I think that, that I heard internet. someone mention it. Yeah, that but I didn't was, see it. That FUBU was making a comeback, and I just want to mention that because we do a lot of talking about you know these Supporting. these luxury brands that um, 
on purpose. On purpose. On yeah, purpose. That's, that's the only way I can put it. And I heard a very interesting theory about that. Um, I was watching YouTube because I watch a lot of YouTube channels because there are a lot of good people on YouTube that have very, very interesting perspectives. And one of my favorite YouTubers, um, even though sometimes I feel like he can be a little harsh um, towards black women, mm -hmm. he and I, I'm still kind of on the fence about what he said about Blue Ivy, but I was watching Funky Daniela's YouTube because I still watch it. Ain't no one on the fence. We don't like that. Um, well, I'm on, I didn't like it, but at least he 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 did come out and apologize, but I'm like, are you apologizing because you got black or whatever? Okay. I, I still I still feel a way about it, but he made a valid point, and that's why that's why I like watching him because even though sometimes I'm just like I don't I don't like that he gives he plays devil's advocate really well, and sometimes he gives really good perspectives. Okay, um, but he made a comment like, we know this is intentional. Yeah, yeah, and. Over the last few years, those brands like Gucci, Fendi, um, not so much Louis, but definitely Gucci, they have they made a resurgence off of black, black style people, yeah. and black like fashion, what we like, what we like, um, and and got really more into like athleisure and and just more of an urban hip hop black style there's no other way to put it and so, and so he feels like what if they're doing this to basically reclaim like this ain't really for y'all anyway like but, get mad and not by us because this doesn't this that thing, cause them to move out, lose out on money though or is it that i don't think so it, or is it that if we stop buying it then the black the white people who don't want to be associated with so this we'll is the part of the theory. More. This is the part of the theory that I, I want to make sure gets mentioned though. You cater to, cater to the black community, right? We start to buy your things. Black uh, Pete, the world likes what black people like, so then they want some of them who weren't purchasing before want to purchase, right? That don't look like us. Then you get us to stop purchasing. Those people are still supporting because now they're on the brand. And the people who stopped purchasing or didn't want to purchase because it was associated with what black people wear, now that black people aren't wearing it, they too go back and purchase. So that eliminates mm -hmm. your black buyers, but now you have all the other money that you wanted to begin with. And I don't find that far-fetched. And that's and I thought I thought that was I mean that makes a lot of sense. Not not saying that they all had that particular perspective or motive, but I don't see that being a reach. Here's because I mean, I don't know. I don't put, listen. I don't put nothing past them, folks. I don't. Okay? I don't put. <laughs> so they could be up to anything. What do I always say? They got some ish with them. Yeah. So I thought that was a very interesting take. But I said all of that and went all the way around the world to say, if you have a problem with the way. That we're being disrespected by these brands, be it H and M, Gucci, whoever, Fubu, other black-owned designers. That is who you should be supporting. I if, can't wait. If you I really have such a problem with it, because I want to see the Ti's of the world wearing Fubu. Since you know you're making songs about Floyd Mayweather, which I don't disagree with the song. I disagree with the messenger because y'all got history and it kind of taints the message that's coming from you. Right. But I want to see y'all wearing that stuff. That's right. 
So I just wanted to put that out there because I remember when FUBU came, I had my brother looking hot and low for me some FUBU child because I wanted it and I finally got some. So I will be wearing it. If it comes out, I'm going to get me some FUBU. It's funny because the homie Wally Coyote um, posted a picture the other day and he had on a Carl Kanai shirt mm -hmm. and he was basically saying like back in the day like we didn't want no Gucci we didn't want this we didn't want that like we we were busting our behinds to get us some Carl Kanai Carl Kanai um, Pelly Pelly exactly um what was the other one Mecca here's a Iceberg Slim and the, all that stuff. the other part of that is I never like I'm not God, I hate that phrase. I was about to say a brand whore. But you know what I mean? Like, I've never been somebody who was crazy about brands more than, is it pretty? Does it feel good? Is it cost efficient? Um, so hopefully we can get back to that. And, you know, we say we support black business or are trying to get into supporting black business. So let's put forth the, you know, extra steps to try to find out where the black businesses are. And it doesn't mean that, other people can't work there you know i don't I, if it's a black business it's okay if you're employing everybody else yeah that's fine people gotta work yeah people need money people gotta eat. and another thing the way that y'all don't complain about gucci and louis prices don't be complaining about these black designers prices either right because you will pay it from them what's right. the difference right. it, it all gets made in the same factory it, right you what's better the say, difference you better say that so i don't hear that either because y'all will go pay high dollar for something that look like you got it out of damn Walmart. <laughs> but then when somebody that's black has something and has put their blood, sweat, and tears and has really made something authentic, you don't want to pay for it. It just goes towards, like, the whole recognition thing, though. People buy clothes, people buy expensive clothes, and they're willing to pay that dollar because they think that when people see them in it, they're going to recognize, like, they're going to recognize it as quality. Yeah. But they don't necessarily mean that. Which is why people walk around with the, like, uh, Michael Kors bags and it's got MK all over oh, it. I, hate, oh, I have right. always hated that. But, I'm like, girl, I mean, we know, girl, no disrespect to anybody. We can go to the outlet and get one just like you. <laughs> just like you did, Ma. Okay? <laughs> save it. Save it, sis. Yeah, so... Anyway, good, bad, and indifferent. Like we said, you decide how you feel about it and don't be afraid to let us know. So, um, right quick... I know we talked about highlighting women all month, and I wanted to start out with us highlighting some living legends, some women, some black women who have done some amazing things that are actually still living in the world, um, and this is the perfect time to do it. They don't get the credit that they deserve, so we want to make sure that you guys know about it so that you can tell the story to someone else. So, um, I like to start with Patricia Bath. Um, Patricia Bath is... 76 years old she's still living today and she is the lady who invented laser eye surgery yeah i seen that in 1981 go sis right there in the 80s born in the 80s not her but me <laughs> <laughs> what about you b um i really only have one one um woman to highlight and that is because um i think we've spoken about her before but i came across this tweet this was before i got off twitter mm -hmm. for a while but i came across this tweet where um basically uh i don't know if it was a man or a woman but somebody white had retweeted a picture of the don i just call him the don but don Cheadle mm -hmm. wearing a shirt and i think he might have been on snl but it was a black shirt and in, in white letters it said protect trans, trans kids yeah. 
So somebody white retweeted it and was like, this is this is intersectionality at its best. That's not what No. So basically you you know they'll hijack something yeah. and you know make it center whatever they want and right. not really give credit to what it means and who actually centers, which is is not that. Right. Anyway. So I wanted to talk about the person who actually coined that term and you know one of our women living legends um her name is kimberly winshaw kimberly williams crenshaw i don't know what i was saying and she (laughs) is an american civil rights advocate and leading scholar of critical race theory and she is the actual person who first coined the term intersectionality and um she is releasing a book in September of 2019. It's called On Intersectionality Essential Writings. So basically, this book takes all of her essays and original writings um, from when she came up with the theory of intersectionality and puts them all into one book. So if you are a black, if you call yourself a feminist, if you identify as a womanist, this will be something great to add to your reading list or to your book collection. Um, and so I just want to um, basically talk about um, what intersectionality really means. And um, basically, intersectionality draws on black feminism and is um, a critical legal theory that Crenshaw developed um, where basically it speaks to the multiple social forces and identities and ideological instruments through which power and disadvantage are legitimized. Right. Um, that's what intersectionality is. It's not Don Cheeto wearing a shirt that says protect <laughs> trans kids, um, which is important. It right. is important, but that is not what she meant. Right. That's not the definition. That's not of the, the definition word. of intersectionality. And I think that um, it's important for us to know this because there's so much word dumpage and hijacking that goes on in the media and with politicians and with social activists who will take this turn and center it around people who it was not meant to center. It Mm -hmm. was meant to center us. Right. And I just wanted to make sure that that is, is brought to the forefront and that front and that we hold that near and dear to us. And we hold professor Crenshaw to us because that was for us. Fact. And it is not for white folks to be hijacking and using however they feel like it and that's just just really it so i wanted to talk about um kimberly crenshaw as one of our women living legends love it for women's history month what else you got i actually have two other honorable mentions so um dr hadia nicole green of st louis um she graduated from the university of alabama birmingham as a medical physicist and she created a laser technology uh that every body is using now to kill cancer cells awesome that's huge um and do you know who yvette stevens is no okay great because i'm going to tell you which if they would just stop putting all these chemicals and stuff in our food and atmosphere maybe we wouldn't need a laser to kill cancer but i'm gonna just throw that out there but anyway go ahead okay i'm about to go you miss it just kill it because we're, we're here now okay we're here now <laughs> um so, Yvette Stevens, uh, she was a girl from Chicago. 
mm-hmm. is a girl from Chicago who, at the age of 16, joined the Chicago chapter of the Black Panther Party. And some of her responsibilities were selling the Black Panther newspaper and, and she helped to start the free breakfast program that we've talked about so many times on this show. Um, and she will be 66 years old in a few weeks. And I know you say you don't know her, but you do. Oh, oh, she was Elaine Brown Stevens. Mm-mm. Yvette Stevens. Oh, Yvette. I'm thinking of Elaine Brown. Shaka She's... Khan. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I forgot. You do. Okay, so just wanted to say that, like, yes, Shaka was in the Black Panther Party. And you know what? A lot, when you, like, read stuff about the Black Panther Party, like, a lot of that stuff was done by women. Of course. I, I mean, duh. So um, then, but, then you we, know, like, organizing uh, and run, like, the behind the scenes that uh, what it was women. Be, hello. That is but, the story of our lives. Yeah, Elaine Stevens. That's why when you, I was like, wait a minute. That name sounds familiar, but anyway, yeah, you got me on that one. So that was a good one. I know, right? That was a good one. You know, and I love me some chocolate. Did you see me what too, she said? No. When, when somebody asked her, this was a maybe maybe two weeks ago, she was doing an interview and somebody asked her what was missing from music, and she said, "Talent." I said, "Shaka, I will throw <laughs> that phone on the floor because you are telling the truth." Shaka, Shaka Khan. She said, "Talent." No, she meant that thing and, too. And she meant it, and she was one hundred percent correct. And Shaka is Auntie H, so she can say that if she wants to. I said, "Ghosts," and she looking good too. She's looking good. She looks good now, and if you go back and look at the pictures of Shaka from back in the day, I just would have killed for that shape. She Do was, you hear me? Fly. A baddie. With you want to see a, a baddie? Yes. Bye. Get out of here. I said, look at her, and don't care. And women now be running around shame and wanting to get all kind of surgery. She was up there singing, belly yep. out. You know what's You know like, what's crazy? What? Like, the older that I get, and I don't have those kinds of scars or anything, but I'm just like... But when I see pictures or when I see like normal people, when I see like stretch marks and stuff like that, I just be like, yeah, but they still look good. Like, and not in a, you look good in spite of like, no, so, like actually that's kind of, it adds some character to your little thighs, like in your bathing suit and stuff like that. It looks fine. Nobody cares. And you know what? Another thing too, that is so funny to me. I have never once, this is how you know that. We allow, like, marketing and the beauty industry to put this bullshit on us. Because I have never once heard a man give a damn about no stretch marks, no season scar. I have never heard them say anything about it. Nope. So where is this coming from? Right. Because they do but not People care. are getting all kinds of creams and oils to try to make that go away. And I'm just like, They uh, do not care sure. about none of that stuff. No. That is all just force-fed to us to make us feel like something is wrong with us. When, I mean, sis, like, this is my thing. It is, even though, you know, we do get to a point to where, you know, it's like a second childhood. We get old and we can't take care of ourselves. But aging and having those battle scars, like, that is a luxury because somebody did not make it. Somebody wasn't able to wake up from a c-section somebody wasn't able to 
lose a little bit of weight and right. have a little bit of uh, a stretch, stretch mark, mark or a little bit of skin here and there. Like everybody can't do that. Everybody, people are not making it out here in these streets. Mm-mm. So don't let anybody tell you that your stretch mark. I'm not. I don't, my butt ain't even that big, and I got stretch marks all on my hips and, and butt. Right. And I don't give a crap. It's it will be in a thong, and somebody gonna see it. And I don't care. I find me across the table. Okay. On the beach. Okay. Cheek out. Stretch marks and all. I don't care. Because I am alive. Like, somebody else is six feet under right now. Right. Somebody, or somebody is not fortunate enough to be out here doing the things that I'm doing with my stretch marks and all. So, don't worry about that. I just, that was in my spirit because I, women just be, women just be, they be trying it. I co-sign. They be trying it. You look good, girl. You. Look your stuff. You, listening to this right now. Unless it's not weather appropriate. Now, that's the only time I'm going to talk about you. <laughs> weather if, appropriate. If I agree. If it's too below and I can see all your stretch marks because you got to like some dukes or something, then I'm going to talk about you. I love you, but sis, where you going? <laughs> it's too below. Let's, let's get it. Let's be realistic about the situation. Facts. So, thank you for that, B. Um, as always, I want to know what made you laugh or inspired you this week. Um, something did make me laugh, but I don't want to talk about it because I said I won't talk about him no more on the show. It was Kanye. What was it? Now I want to know. Okay, I can talk about it because it was funny to me. It may not be funny to you or to anybody else, but it was funny to me. I made my own self laugh. Okay. So, did you see the clip of him? playing this supposed with this choir and everybody's like oh Yeezy back and all of this and that I'm gonna tell you why I laughed but go ahead I'm gonna tell you why I laughed too so when I seen it everybody was like oh you know and all I could think about was I mean this nigga said oh y'all don't want me to wear the mega hat I'm gonna just spray paint it on my head like he just spray painted his whole hair red he just spray- I'm like oh we- this is permanent mega hat like that's what I thought when I seen it. Oh my god. That's what I thought. That's I was funny. like, this fool is crazy. So I mean, that was what made me laugh. It's not funny because I feel like Brother West has some serious mental health concerns, but he looked crazy. That made me laugh. I thought it was funny. Okay. I thought it was hilarious. That it's funny that that's what you thought about whenever you saw that, it. I mean, everybody was talking about his leg and all I thought was dang, this nigga his leg. Oh, what he was doing while yeah. he was saying. <laughs> I'm like, he's just going to spray paint the MAGA hat on his head. Like, he is serious about that red top of his head like that. Right. That's what I thought. So It was funny to me. I laughed. For me, I liked the clip. Uh, I did not even pay attention to his. I think I was looking at the kids or the people who were singing. It was a cult. <laughs> Courtney. It was. Anyway. Those were paid. You know how they say the people that are in these terrorist attacks and all of this kind of stuff, mass shootings, they're act- child actors. Those were child actors back then. <laughs> Those, they were not. I can't Never mind. I'm moving actors. on. I'm going to tell was you what point. made me laugh. Um, forget it. <laughs> forget <laughs> it. I'm just moving on. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people were saying like, oh, he's a genius. He's, you know, you even mentioned they said he was back or whatever, but I just kept thinking like, man, this sounds like a gospel song that I really liked when I was growing up. And it is. It's, this is the day. Fred Hammond's version. If you go back and listen to it, it's just the Fred Hammond sample. But, so why is everybody acting like you? Because they don't know. <sighs> okay. See so, what I'm saying? This is making me itch. It's, it's actually having me scratching. But yeah, that's all it was, Fred Hammond. This I is the day. Because I'm just like... Well, they sounded good singing and I love like a choir I love a good choir you know what I'm saying but that's all that it was that's all I'm saying Fred Hammond so um but I'm gonna tell you what made me laugh this week Young Thug 
So Billy Porter wore that tuxedo dress um, or the tuxedo gown mm-hmm. to the 2019 Oscars, and he gained, you know, there was some scrutiny, but he gained a ton of praise from that too. That uh, for, but, uh, fashion forwardness. Who was it? Was it Glenn Close or Meryl Streep? It was Glenn Close. Glenn Close. Mm-hmm. The way she looked at him. Mm-hmm. That was so priceless. Good. Yeah, that was good. I got something funny to say about that, but I'm much better. Okay, but Young Thug said he will not have it though. Okay, because if you'll remember. Young Thug wore that, um, what's known as the Jeffrey dress on the cover of his uh, Know My Name is Jeffrey album. And that dress was designed by Italian designer Alessandro Tricone. And Thug said, um, if y'all don't... <laughs> If y'all don't come for this nigga like y'all came for me, I know something. <laughs> right. That when he said, I know something. Like, that thing tickled me. Um, he believes in androgyny and no gender boundaries. And I guess he was basically saying, so y'all just gonna praise him and y'all gonna drag me. I will but not we, have it. But we praise, I'm not gonna say we praised him, but we didn't, nobody better than Alvin Andre 3000 wardrobe. Right. CeeLo has worn a dress, Dennis Rodman wore dresses. Right. Um, but I just feel like it, it's a case by case basis. That's why though, for me, when people are like, oh, there's an agenda, blah, 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 I'm like so. Get out of here. Uh, like just let people have their things. things. Like who cares? Or do do we ask you to wear one? Right. Like I don't I, I don't I don't I don't care that much. Right. Um, because Andre or whoever wearing a dress, if I like listening to their music, I'm just gonna listen to it. Right. Like I don't care. Like I, I'm not a fan of Young Thugs, but there are several songs of his that I like. Right. And him wearing that, I didn't feel like he was pushing an agenda on me. I don't feel like Billy. Porter. I feel like it is what it is. Young Thug like, didn't ask you to buy the dress for no. Billy Porter didn't ask you to uh, alter it for alter his tuxedo gown for free. Like nobody asked you to do anything. Just keep it moving. People been wearing kilts forever. They don't nobody care. Kanye I, wear kilt or wore a kilt. I just, I don't, but the thing that I wanted to mention about Glenn Close was there was a meme of that clip of her looking at Billy really? Porter mm-hmm. and somebody, tw- somebody had tweeted it or retweeted it and the caption says something like me when I see my daughter being bad as hell, but no, she acted just like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that how I would be. Like, it's just overacting just like me. That was so funny. I was like, oh my God, it's so Cute because yeah. they, you know that's how parents be like. That's they accurate. Be, be like, look over there, and you be proud. Like, just that's like, my child. <laughs> that's, that's my, that's my child. child. I thought that was a, a cute little twist on that that clip of her looking at him because she just looked like she was just so. I mean, it was just like she was just like yes, like mm-hmm. he is really doing it. Yep, you did that. Yeah, yeah, you did that. That was cute. I agree, and I don't care who does it. I do. Yeah, you know, I mean, he did good and he was awesome and um. He was on this last season of American Horror Story. It did phenomenal. Billy Porter was. I'm just trying to think. Like, did I miss a whole season? Yeah. The Coven came back. <gasps> Girl! The Girl! Uh, you know what out. it is? Because I watched Girl. it on Netflix. He was and so it's not on there yet. Oh, I cannot he wait. Y'all know I love to binge watch something that I love. I cannot wait. They even went back to the murder house, girl. Did they? Girl. The murder house was real good. That, it, was, it was good. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, All right. It was good. Okay. All right. What's your good word for the good people? Um. Okay. So, my good word for the good people um, came from church, came from Pastor Key this morning because I had to go to church this Sunday. 
for y'all listening. We're recording on Sunday. Um, and everything, I, I don't know, like, I feel like when stuff happens to me or when I make, when I am making changes in my life, mm-hmm. I always get confirmation if I'm doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. So, last week, um, if you guys don't know, I am in a small group with a group of other ladies and we do like Christian-based readings and we basically talk about the book and then man bash a little bit if we need to and then talk about the books more. Anyway, um, one of um, the ladies in the group had mentioned that she was taking a social media hiatus, but she's doing it for a whole year. I'm not agreeing to that. I'm just saying for as long as need be. Um, And we just talked about that. So that thought kind of got in my mind because I had been feeling overwhelmed lately, but didn't really know like what I could do to kind of, that. Yeah, and, yeah. and regroup and, and get myself back together. And one of the things on my bucket list is to really um, to really study theology mm-hmm. and other types of ologies um, like astrology and numerology mm-hmm. are really, really um, intriguing to me. And everybody knows that I am big on seeing my birthday. Yeah. And so all this week, I actually have a picture of it in my phone from this this one instance. But I've been seeing my birthday all week. I've been seeing it all week. And I, you know, like, after I got off social media, I was like, am I being extreme? Like, is it really that deep? And I was riding a car, and it was this truck in front of me. And the number to the company of the truck had my birthday in it. Mm-hmm. The tag had my birthday in it. And it was a bumper sticker on that same truck that had my birthday in it. So I'm like, I've never seen it this many times, like, when I'm contemplating, you know, what I'm doing. So then I get to church today, and there's this huge banner up on the wall that says the year of confirmation. After I've been off of social media for a week and just feeling really good. And I'm like, see, I knew that I was doing the right thing. And so his message was about taking captive of your thoughts. Yeah, I like it. And I'm like, you know what? This is right on time. And um, he talked about, you know, the power of not responding, um, the power of stillness, the power of silence. And it's not to say that you're not responding out of, you know, just to ignore someone, but even if it's a good thing, like, Think about the things that you're responding to. Think about how you're answering the question. Every every good thing and every blessing is not necessarily for you. Right. You may need to say no to that good That's thing because true. it may not be your good thing. It may be for somebody else. Right. But if you don't take the time to sit in your thoughts and to be still and to think about how you're responding and how you're thinking about things, even too much of a good thing can be bad. True. Um, and on the helm of that, um, when it comes in, in line of thinking of your thoughts taking captive of things, not only do you have to do that to prevent bad choices, but you also need to do that when it comes to making good choices and knowing when you've gotten confirmation and when it's time to go after what is yours. And so that is really my good good word. It, it comes out of that sermon and it basically said, be still so you can know when to reach. Yeah. Know when it's your turn. Know when it's your time to go. And right. the only way you're gonna know is if you're quiet, if you're still, and if you're taking captive of your thoughts. Okay. And I think that that's something that, especially like even with us, with 
our podcast, with everything that we have going on in our lives, I feel like out of nowhere, people just bombard you with ideas it's and true. offers and businesses. Do this. And sometimes work, you, work on that. You have to take captive of your thoughts and and reach when it's your time to reach. Yeah. The only way you're going to get there is really being introspective, really taking captive of your thoughts, knowing when to respond, and going after what's for you. So right. that's my good word for the people today. I know that was a long way to get to it. No, it's good. I had to... <laughs> had to preface it so I could get my point across. I like it. Yeah. No, when it's your time to reach, no one to go. Right. Be, be TTG. In the words of Scrappy, book number three, verse 10. <laughs> be TTG. Train to go, okay? I'm just telling you. I like it. Um. Okay. So my good word for the good people this week is just be an advocate for leveling the playing field. Mm-hmm. Um. I've had so many conversations about like upward mobility and the black tax and just all of these things this week that have really just been stirring with me. I mean, I don't get a chance to talk about it another day because, I mean, this is a black show after all. But I want to encourage you to spend as many dollars as you can in the black community, which is something that we've already touched on in this episode. Um, Put forth a concerted effort to seek out black owned businesses and I want to this came up because I wanted to use Tyler Perry as an example so you know B and I really love movies and the number number one movie in the I I guess in the country right now is How to Train Your Dragons cartoon I love cartoons um two I think it's the second one that came out but anyway they made 30 million dollars um, and they're number one, and they had 4,286 screens to make $30 million with. Medea's Family Funeral came out also. It's in theaters, and but they only gave them 2,442 screens, and Medea is number two in the country with half of, at $27 million, so $3 million less than How to Train Your Dragon, with half of the number of screens that How to Train Your Dragon got. And you'll notice this a lot of times in the black community. Like, we'll be so hype about a movie, and then it won't know. even be playing at theaters. Now you, I'm from Sanford, North Carolina, and pl- there have been plenty of times where black movies were going to come out, and then they're not. They won't even play them there mm-hmm. because, you know, it's heavily populated by Caucasians, and it's um, Republican. And things like that. So you grow up with all these black people thinking like, oh, it's a lot of us here. But in comparison to the numbers, it's just not what it is. So they cater to the area. Um, But when I looked at the numbers and I looked at the fact that it only made three million dollars less than how to train your dragon is trailing it with half of the, you know, resources, if you will. It just reminded me that it's proof that we are fierce, that we're amazing, that we're more than capable, that. We what the work that we do is really good work, um, and even if the black tax per se is still implemented on the things that we do at any level, whether you're working at the grocery store or whether you're Tyler Perry and can make movies but still have to combat, you know, some form of a disadvantage mm-hmm. due to racism or whatever, uh, that we constantly are making chocolate cake out of lemons. Mm-hmm. And killing it every single day. So just, if you're listening to this and you are black, 
or you are an ally of black people, then just make sure that you're supporting black businesses, that you're going to black movies, and that you are doing the work to level the playing field because that's the only way... I have so many other things to say about that, but that's the only way that we're going to get to where we need to be. Mm -hmm. That's like um, the first point is that's how it was with it. Bill Street could talk. There are a lot of theaters that didn't even show that movie. I'm like, this is an Oscar nominated film. Yes. And like I had went to Winston and, and I was meeting someone to, to watch the film. They didn't even have it. They were like, oh no, it's not here. It's in Greensboro. Like, well, why isn't it here? Right. Like, what are you talking about? Why? And then this is at the grand. This is not like, some little run-of-the-mill right. this is like nice theater right. but it wasn't there um and when we talk about like level the playing field and i mean this is like a call back to octavia spencer but she talked about how that happened with her when one of her white co-stars basically had to be like no 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 right she deserves more than that like mm -hmm. we can do we can do better than that or right. you guys can do better than that or she told Octavia, like, don't do it. Right. Because that's ridiculous. But that is being an ally. Because that's she right. didn't say anything. Right. She could just be like, oh, well, this is not my problem because I'm getting paid. Yeah. A lot, of a lot of times there are people who like you as a person, but and they consider themselves an ally. But then when they see disparaging things going on, they feel like they don't know how to handle it or they don't want to speak up. So they just watch it happen. And that's not being an ally. No, an ally is when you stand up for someone else at the risk of your own privilege. Right. So if you're not willing to risk your privilege or the benefits that come with it for somebody else by speaking up for them or standing standing up for them or speaking out for them, you're not an ally. Correct. You're not, sis, bro. Okay? Dude. Not. That is why I feel like, and this is personal, but I feel like we as black women should identify as womanist and not necessarily as feminist. feminist. That's a whole different story. But another story for another day. Another story for another day. But okay. anyway. Anything you don't want the people to forget? Um no, not really. You know, Flaw I did. Teeth. I think I said that before, but people don't be flossing. They really don't. The only time they get their teeth flossed is whenever they go to the dentist. Yes. And then the gums are bleeding. And it, it don't get me started. I'm sorry. I did not even mean to go there. Floss your teeth, okay? And practice good hygiene because I'm tired of smelling asses in the grocery store. You know what I did want to tell y'all? There's um the only black-owned, this is for those who are in the Charlotte area, there's a black-owned bed and breakfast here. Did you know that? It's the only one in Charlotte. What's the name of it? It's called Miss Elsie's Caribbean um, Airbnb or B&B, Bread and Breakfast. It's at 334 North Sharon Amity Road, and it's owned by a lady by the name of Cheryl Watkins. She's from Aruba. I bet she got some good food in there. Okay. Um, as a call to action, let's see. Oh, if you're looking for something really, really great to watch that's going to tear y'all's nerves up, I think you might have heard B mention this before on the show, but I finally watched the whole thing, got through the whole thing, Black Earth Rising. Oh, my God. Got on my nerves so bad. Tore my nerves up. And if you want to watch a tearjerker, The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind, both black movies or black works, if Black you Earth Rising got on my... Listen, this is just me. But why was everybody throwing it up? I said the same thing. I don't want to ruin it for nobody oh, who has, like, has to watch it. I was like, what is the underlying thing there? Like, is somebody... I'm going to tell you what I thought whenever we get off. But, um... <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
same. Like everybody, everybody. and it wasn't like a it wasn't <laughs> like a story about like a disease going no. around or anything like that. It's crazy. Um so with that being said, you know you guys can find us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're everywhere that you can find a podcast, wherever you're listening now. It's fine. SoundCloud is my personal favorite, but if you like Google Play or Stitcher, have at it. Or Apple, um, Apple, Apple Podcast. Podcast. That's right. So um, those are my final words. I'm still stuck on why that was that that everybody was vomiting in that. Well, like, I what, remember what I, regurg- obsession with regurgitation. I, I remember I tweeted. I said it is a lot of vomiting going on <laughs> in, in this show, and it's bothering me. I don't like it. Mm-mm. Oh my gosh! I mean, I would think something is strange if you did like it. So. Oh my gosh! I don't like mouth mouth things and I'm a nurse if you guys are listening don't know that is one thing I do not like is mouth stuff I'm just like why is everybody puking their face off right vomit (laughs) spit none of that anyway we love you guys thanks for tuning in for another episode of the culture shop podcast next week we'll be black like we never left until then stay melanated I'm a girl named Tiffany and I'm Courtney B until next time we out (laughs)